Egbert, Margaret and Stephen stories by Jetta Bradley. For more stories, visit jettabradley.com. Egbert, Margaret and Stephen and the funny story. Egbert came home laughing. Margaret and Stephen said, what is it? But Egbert couldn't stop laughing. He said, I'll tell you. (laughs) I promise you, I'll tell you. (laughs) I'll tell you what it is. (laughs) It was so funny, he said. Margaret said, what can it be? Where did you get the story from? Me, I told the story, said Egbert. (laughs) Egbert was rolling on the floor with laughter. I don't know, said Margaret. It's not that funny when you're the one watching the person laughing. It's not funny at all, said Stephen. I'd rather go and sit in the bath and have a book on my head than look at him. You don't like baths, said Margaret. I know, said Stephen, exactly what I'd mean. I'd rather sit in the bath with a book on my head and even have a bottle of shampoo up my bum and be very, very uncomfortable than watch him do this. In fact, I'm going to go and do it now. And he stormed off. Oh, dear, said Margaret. Dear, 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 dear. No, 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 no. She went back to Egbert. Stephen has gone to sit in the bath with a bottle of shampoo up his bum and a book on his head. Egbert stopped laughing. Really? Can we go watch him? Margaret was shocked. I'm shocked, she said. You're not really, said Egbert. I really am, said Margaret. I didn't think you'd stop laughing for anything. It means you do have a kind heart. What was the story? Can you tell me? Can you tell me without telling Stephen so then we both know and he doesn't? And then we can laugh and he can sit in the bath with a bottle of shampoo up his bum. That would be really good. So Egbert told her the story of how the bee went up a woman's nose. It was funny because did you know there's a tickle bone up your nose? And the bee got lodged up near the tickle bone and it died, of course, because it stung her while it was in the nose. It was lodged against the tickle bone and the woman couldn't stop laughing till she went into a bank. She had to get some money out so she could go to the doctors to get the bee out. And she said to the clerk at the bank, (laughs) I need some money. (laughs) But the clerk wouldn't give her any money because she wouldn't stop laughing long enough to say her name and account number and her secret code. So the woman grabbed the clerk by her lapels and pulled her over the counter and said, you better get this bee out of my nose before I strangle you. In the queue behind the bee woman was a little boy called Simon standing with his mother. I know what it is, said Simon, and he let go of his mum's hand. He had an ice cream. He stuffed the ice cream up the woman's nose. What happened then was the bee fell into the woman's mouth and she spat it out. The woman stopped laughing. She looked at Simon and said, Oh, no, no. My name is not Aaron, said Simon. No, said the woman. Oh, thank you. She couldn't speak because the bee on the way out had also bitten her on the tongue and her tongue had swollen up. That's impossible, said Simon. Bees don't sting twice. The first time they sting, they're dead. Be you home, said the woman. No, 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 said Simon. That's really impossible. I didn't know that a bee could come back to life and sting you twice if the bee didn't like you. What happens if I meet a bee? You want me to wear, said the woman. Oh, said Simon. Apparently he wouldn't meet a bee like that. 
He went back to his mum and said, Mum, you must give me two dollars. What for? said his mum. Please, mum, said Simon. So his mum, who was a little bit concerned, gave her son two dollars and he ran out of the bank. Come back here, Simon. And she ran out after Simon. Simon ran over the road between all the cars, squealing and squealing to avoid hitting a little boy. He ran into an ice cream shop and said, I need an ice cream. That'll be five dollars then, young man. But I only have two dollars and there's a lady who's about to die from bee shock if I don't give her an ice cream. That's too bad, sonny boy, but you didn't bring the lady with the bee sting with you, did you? So I don't know if you're telling the truth. Oh, for heaven's sake, said mum, and she slammed another three dollars down on the counter. Will that do? That'll do, said the ice cream man. What flavour would you like? What flavour, said Simon, and he looked in the counter and there were 15 flavours. There was orange and vanilla and pink and purple and black and brown. I don't know, said Simon. Which flavour do you think she'll like, he asked his mum. How would I know, said mum. Which flavour do you think she'll like, said Simon to the ice cream man. Well, I quite like the licorice myself, said the ice cream man, but there's also tangerine and then there's strawberry. And I think the strawberry and the tangerine go quite well together, but other people like strawberry and cream. Then there's chocolate and chocolate and mint and chocolate and brownies and chocolate and marshmallows. We'll have chocolate and marshmallows, said Simon. So he ran back across the road with his mum calling out behind him, Simon, Simon, I'm sure she won't like chocolate and marshmallows. I'm sure you should have gotten vanilla. Simon ran back into the bank where now the woman's tongue was so big she had to keep it outside her mouth because it wouldn't fit inside her mouth. And then Simon plonked the ice cream down on the counter. Oh, she's surely my chocolate, said the woman. Oh no, said Simon, she's allergic to chocolate and marshmallow. Oh no, said his mum. I told you to get vanilla. Simon picked up the ice cream. I know, I'll eat it, he said. I love chocolate and marshmallow. And he ate the whole ice cream. That was it, said Margaret. What happened to the woman with the big tongue? Well, I don't know, said Egbert. Nobody ever knows. Well, I think that's a very sad story, said Margaret. Of course it's sad. That's why we laugh so much, because it's so sad. You have to laugh, otherwise you will cry. They went into the bathroom and saw Stephen in the bath with a book on his head, but fortunately he did not have the shampoo up his bum. Do you know, if you'd put that shampoo up your bum, I would never, ever have used it, said Margaret. That's too bad, said Stephen, because I did have it up my bum, but I took it out before you came in here. You did not. I did too. Have a smell, said Stephen. You'll tell it's been up my bum. Ah, yuck, screamed Margaret, and she ran out of the bathroom. What were you laughing about, said Stephen. Oh my God, said Egbert. It was the funniest story you've ever heard. Can you tell me and not Margaret, said Stephen. Yeah, said Egbert. It was all about this man who made balloons. But the problem was he made balloons into animals, but he was allergic to balloons popping. But that's just stupid, said Stephen. If he has to make balloons into animals and then they pop and then he's allergic, he'll swell up. Well, he was very swollen, said Egbert. He swelled up so much, he looked like a balloon. And some people used to come over and say, can I buy this balloon? And they really meant him. They wanted to buy him. Oh, said Stephen. What happened to the man who was allergic to balloons? He went pop, said Egbert. What, said Stephen. What else? No, that's it. He went pop. He just popped. He just popped, said Egbert. There's nothing left of him today. But, said Stephen, how did he pop? He blew himself up, said Egbert. How did he do that? When he got too allergic, he started swelling and he didn't stop. And he swelled and he swelled and he swelled until he was so swollen 
and then a crow went past and pecked him and he popped. Oh, said Stephen, that's the saddest story I've ever heard. I know, it's so sad you have to laugh, said Egbert. Don't tell Margaret, said Stephen. I won't, said Egbert, I won't tell her anything. When Egbert left the room, Margaret came back in. Egbert told me the story, you know, said Margaret. Egbert told me the story, said Stephen. No, 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 he told me the story. But it was so long, it took him ages. I thought I was going to die of boredom listening to that story. But mine was very short, said Stephen. Oh, well, then you didn't get the right story, said Margaret. You didn't get the funny story. It wasn't funny. It was sad, said Stephen. Actually, yeah, mine was very funny, said Margaret. Why didn't he tell me the funny story, said Stephen. I don't know. Maybe he decided I was more worth telling funny stories to. With that, Stephen picked up the bottle of shampoo and squirted it all over Margaret's hair and her dress. Margaret screamed, and ran out. There was a knock on the front door. And when they opened it, they found there was a man there with balloons in his hand. Hello, said Margaret. I'm the balloon man, said the balloon man. Yes, can we help you, said Margaret. I'm looking for Egbert. Egbert? Egbert, there's a man here for you. Egbert came to the front door. Yes, said Egbert. I'm the balloon man, said the balloon man. What? You know me. You were just talking about me. I was what, said Egbert? You were just talking about me to your brother in the bath. How did you know that, said Egbert? He looked at the balloon man and he pinched him. Are you real? Of course I'm real. But I made you up. I'm real now. Once you make something up, it becomes real. And he began to make a little dog out of a balloon. No, 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 said Egbert. If you do that, it'll pop. And then you'll pop. That's the way the story goes, said the balloon man. And then there was another knock on the door. Margaret opened the front door. There was a woman with a very large tongue sticking out of her head. Egbert, said the woman. Uh, Egbert, said Margaret. Egbert, said the woman. Um, Egbert. Egbert came to the door and he saw the woman with the big tongue sticking out of her mouth. He nearly fainted. You're going in the hang with my tongue, said the woman. I just made you up, said Egbert. I can't do anything for you. You can't get me out of said the woman. The tongue driving me crazy. I don't know how to help you, said Egbert. The balloon man came back to the door and he began to make a sausage dog. The woman watched him make a sausage dog and she started to laugh. <laughs> And as she started to laugh, her tongue began to get less swollen. Keep going, said Margaret to the balloon man. Her tongue is getting smaller and smaller. I don't know what you're doing, but she loves it. Everybody loves my balloons, said the balloon man. Nobody loves your balloons, said Egbert. I made you up. Nobody's ever seen you make a balloon before. I've had loads of people watch me make balloons. I've been doing it for decades. You said so yourself. Only thing is, said the balloon man, I don't want to go pop. Well, I can't help that, said Egbert. Change the story, said the balloon man. How can I change the story? The story's already been made. Go back and unpop me, said the balloon man. At this point, the woman's tongue was back inside her head. What's wrong with the balloon man, said the bee woman. He goes pop, apparently, said Margaret. Oh, no, not pop, said the woman. I'd hate to see a good man go pop. He gave me back my tongue too, said the bee woman. 
Stephen came out with the book on his head still. What's going on? He said to the balloon man. Did you go pop yet? I'm not popped yet, said the balloon man. I thought you'd help me, save me. But I'd like to see you go pop, said Stephen. That wouldn't be very nice, said Margaret. Then this man would die. But he's not real, said Stephen. No, he's not real, said Egbert. I made him up. He looks pretty real to me, said Margaret. All right, said Egbert. In your new story, the balloon man has a very lovely boy come to him with an ice cream and he uses the end of the ice cream stick to stop him from popping. How does that work, said the balloon man. See, the thing is, you've always loved peppermint ice cream, haven't you? I have, said the balloon man suddenly. How did you know? Egbert sighed. I created you, remember? The boy comes to you with peppermint ice cream and says, take a lick. But the balloon man says, I can't take a lick, I'm all swollen up. So the boy uses the end of the paddle pop stick and puts a little dot of ice cream on your tongue. And then that one little dot is so lovely and calming and cool that it begins to help your whole body stop from being swollen. That's ridiculous, said the balloon man. One little dot of peppermint ice cream is not going to unpop me. Do you want me to help you in this story or not, said Egbert. Not really, because you're telling a terrible story, said the balloon man. You're going to go pop very soon and you won't have helped yourself. I tell you what, said Egbert, I'll have another go. All right, said the balloon man. Make something, said Egbert. So the balloon man made an apple. That's pretty good, said Egbert. How did you do that? I didn't tell you to make an apple. I know, but I've got some free will now that I'm outside of your story. That's great. If you've got free will, you don't need me to make the rest of the story go better. No, I do. I really do. I don't have enough free will to create an ending. That's the creator's job. All right, said Egbert. Look, the thing is, you wave down an ice cream van and hop in. Then you order a whole bucket of ice cream. The ice cream man is shocked. He says it's very expensive, but you say you don't care. The ice cream man gives you a silver bucket of vanilla ice cream. You say perfect and you put your feet in it. You squish the ice cream down. The ice cream gets absorbed into your toenails, into your toes and up your legs. You become ice cream. You love your ability to make popping balloons, but now you become ice cream and you're served to all the customers. That is really disgusting, said Margaret. Nobody wants to have somebody melt and become ice cream and then lick them and then have them in their body. I know, said Egbert, wringing his hands. I'm sorry, I can't control the endings. I think I'd rather pop, said the balloon man. I've got an idea. You could become a rainbow, said Stephen. But I want to stay a man, said the balloon man. I like rainbows. They're very pretty. I'd like a rainbow just above our house all the time, said Stephen. Margaret put her arms around the balloon man. I'm sorry about my brothers, really. They're somewhat macabre and somewhat dumb. I'm going to help you out. You can't, said the balloon man, looking into her eyes. Why not, said Margaret. Why ever not? Because you didn't tell the story in the beginning. It has to be Egbert. Egbert went to the balloon man. Listen, bro. Everybody has to die sometime. You might as well die now. And I've only been alive about five minutes. That's not very fair. You've been alive longer than me. How about you learn to tell better endings? You're not the one telling the story about me. I'm telling the story about you, said Egbert. And somewhere deep down inside, I must like the endings I'm making. When I come back from wherever I'm going after I go pop, said the Man, I'm going to make a story up about you. And you just watch out. You'll be sorry. Then Egbert felt very worried. What if such a thing were possible? Um, said Egbert, okay, I'll try again. 
One day you are making a sausage dog out of a balloon when a man comes along walking a sausage dog. And the sausage dog sees the balloon sausage dog and really likes it and pounces on it. And he has sharp claws and the balloon goes pop. That makes you scared. It makes you really scared. And you jump. So scared you jump high. So, so scared that you break a little bone in your right ear. And that little bone, when it breaks, makes your allergy to balloons popping go away. Does it? It does. So although you can no longer hear, you are no longer going to die. The end. Oh, thank you, my boy, shouted the balloon man. A much better ending. And with that, he turned around and shouted, By the way, my name is Wayne. Why is he shouting, said Margaret. Because he's deaf, said Egbert. And the balloon man went away. And every time balloons popped in the future, the balloon man could not hear them. But he had a funny feeling he'd almost died. And that was the end of that.